The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for uh, participating in the City Council regular meeting um, of Monday. I know it's not July, today is September 27th. Um, and I will have um, our Madam Clerk call to order the meeting or do the roll call. And as you already know, I'm sure everybody's familiar with this, that every member of the council, um, actually every member that's on camera will let us know or let the audience know what city and state and county that you are dialing in from. So Madam Clerk, can you do roll call, please? Yes. Roll call, Mayor Garrett. Present, Lathrop Village, Michigan, Oakland County. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Present, Lathrop Village, Oakland County, Michigan. Council Member Ferguson. Council Member Ferguson. Council Member Medley. Oldfield, Suffolk County, New York. And Council Member Siddiqui. Here, Lathrop Village, Oakland County, Michigan. Madam Mayor, you have a quorum. Thank you. I invite everyone to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't have a flag right now, but um, if you know where one is, face that way. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the Republic. Which is what it stands, one, one, one nation, under God, under God indivisible, indivisible, with liberty and justice, and justice for all. Thank you. I would take a motion of someone approving the approval of the agenda. Make a motion to approve the agenda. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion around the agenda? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. Mayor Garrett. I think Ian also needs to report where he's calling from too. President Lathrop Village, Oakland County. Yes, thank you. And uh, Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Council Member Medley. Yes. And Council Member Siddiqui. Yes. Motion carried for approval of agenda. Thank you. Um, we have a um, presentation, Proclamation of Constitution Week. Uh, Madam uh, City Manager, may I introduce that? Thank you. Um, we received the invitation to participate in this from, um, from Diane in regards to the declaration of September 17th to the 23rd, 2021 as Constitution Week. And I do believe Diane is here in regards to that, if she wants to make some brief comments. Well, yes, I would. And thank you very much. I don't know what's with the camera thing, so I'll just go on. Uh, the week of the 17th to the 23rd every year is considered Constitution Week that was signed into law by President Eisenhower in 1956. 
and I have been doing this job for the Three Flags chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution, which is the Lathrop Village, D-A-R, established in Lathrop Village in November of 1939 at the home of Mrs. O.C. Davison of Sunnybrook uh, in Lathrop. We consider it very important that we promote an understanding of the Constitution, particularly in light of the things that have gone on this past year, starting with the events of the 6th of January, which are disturbing indeed. And it's hopeful that by promoting an understanding of the Constitution and what it is, that we'll be able to have a more enlightened citizenry and we won't get the kind of things that have been going on this year, which I think are most unfortunate. They say we pick this week, starting on the 17th every year, because that's the date that the Constitution was actually signed into uh, being by the delegates to the Constitutional Convention, and it was sent to the states for ratification, which took place in June of 1788, when New Hampshire became the ninth state to ratify the document. And it's a very important document, and I'd like to read the letter of appreciation that we have for Mayor Garrett and the rest of you, which outlines why we think it's an important week. On behalf of the Three Flags chapter of the DAR, I'd like to thank you for your efforts and that of the City of Lathrop Village in honoring Constitution Week 2021. Your proclamation for the celebration of Constitution Week is greatly appreciated by the Three Flags chapter of the DAR. Our U.S. Constitution is a very special document, not only for the citizens of the United States, but for citizens of the world. Ours is the first written constitution and has provided a model for nations around the world when creating constitutions of their own. Our constitution is not a perfect document. Our founding fathers were men of vision who understood that a constitution must be a living document. They therefore provided for an amendment process to remedy imperfections. And they began this process of improvement with the adoption of the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the constitution. It is important today, perhaps more so than ever before, to celebrate these values and in doing so to keep the constitution a living document. And your recognition of Constitution Week is a part of that process. If I was on camera, I would hold up for you the certificate of appreciation, but since I'm not, I will bring these things into City Hall this week. And again, thank you very much. And if there's any questions I can answer for you, I'm happy to do so. Thank you. Is there any questions? Well, thank you, Diane, for um, for um, let us know, letting us know about that and participating in it. I appreciate it. I'm hopeful that next year, perhaps, when I'm in this job a bit more than two weeks, that we might be able actually in Lathrop to organize some sort of event during Constitution Week for the public. Sounds like a plan. Thank you. Good idea. Thanks, Diane. Really appreciate it. Well, I will leave the meeting then and wish you all well. You have Thank you. Next, we will um, look for a motion for the consent agenda. These are all the items listed under the consent agenda are considered to be routine and non-controversial by the city council and be approved in, in one motion. Who would like to make the motion? And I'll, make a, I'll make a motion to approve the consent agenda. I'll second. second. Uh, it's been moved and second. Is there any anyone that has a discussion concern? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call, Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. 
Council Member Medley? Yes. Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. And Council Member Ferguson? Yes. Motion carried. Approval of the consent agenda. Thank you. Uh, my page again, so I just gotta figure out how to get to it. Okay. Next is the disbursements reports. So do we need to do them? I assume we need to do them separately. The one for July and the one for August. Yeah, seeing a head shake. So, all right. So, I'll make a motion to approve the uh, July disbursement reports for a total of one point one million two hundred sixty-one thousand eight hundred five dollars and seventy-four cents, comprised of uh, approximately four hundred eighty-nine thousand dollars out of the general fund, two hundred thirty-two thousand out of the major road fund, two hundred thirty-nine million two hundred thirty-nine thousand out of the local road fund, uh, about. $1,200 out of the capital fund, $30,000 out of the, the DDA fund, and then uh, $270,000 out of the water and sewer fund. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Council Member Medley? Yes. Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. And Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried for approval of a July 2021 disbursement report. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, next up are the department reports. No, I think we got to do the August, do August. August report. And that's on page 65 of your packet. Yep. I'll make a motion to uh, approve the August disbursement report for a total of $1 million. $12,267.17, uh, again, comprised of about $286,000 from the general fund, $135,000 for major roads, $142,000 for local roads, uh, about $7,000 for the capital fund, $44,000 for the uh, DDA fund, and uh, just under $400,000 for the water and sewer fund. Second. Moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call, Council Member Medley? Yes. Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. And Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Motion carried for the disbursement report for August 2021. Thank you. Now, department reports. I'll make a motion to approve the department reports. Second. It's been moved and seconded. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. And Council Member Medley? Yes. Motion carried, approval of the department reports. Thank you. Um, next up is the public comments for items on the agenda. And this is where it's obviously public comments and you may speak up to three minutes. If there's anyone that would like to um, speak regarding something that's on the agenda tonight, please do so now. There are no hands raised for public comment. 
there anyone that is in our listening audience that would like to say anything for three minutes that has to do with something on the agenda? Okay, move on. Next up is actions for uh, action requests and for consideration of approval. The first one is the RFP, realtor contract, house in the woods property. Thank you, Mayor and Council members. If you recall um, earlier this year, I think February, um, we had issued the um, contract for the realtor for the property commonly known as House in the Woods at 19,604th Drive. Um, we had contracted with the realtor, Lennon Associates, um, and the actual agent was Natasha Hughes for, um, I think it was about six months, and that has expired. We had the presentation from um, them at the last meeting and council made the determination to reissue um, the RFP in regards to that. And I asked if there were any additional suggestions um, relative to the formatting of that RFP. And the one suggestion I did receive from um, council member Ferguson was relative to making certain that the marketing plan was identified as a, a component part of the scoring. So that has been incorporated and the dates updated. And I believe the date for, assuming that we move forward, the date for the, um, the responses is November 1st. Thank you. And I also want to mention, there was a comment made at the last um, meeting in regards to um, references to insurance requirements and that had been um, taken out from the last RFP. So um, that language is not included in this one as well. Oh, okay. <coughs> so you want to have any questions or uh, concerns? Some discussion? And if not, would you like to go ahead and make a motion for this? I can make a motion to approve the issuance of the RFP for real estate services for the property at 19600 Forest Drive, Lake Village, Michigan, 48076, also known as the House in, of the House in the Woods property. Second. Second. Oh, sorry. It's been moved and second. Is there any uh, discussion surrounding this? Hearing none. Uh, just a just a quick question. What's the uh... Uh, what was the duration on the last RFP that we uh, sent out? Did it linger out there for some time? And do we anticipate we're going to have the same level of of uh, timeliness on this RFP? Well, didn't you say it was November? Did you say it was November first? Right. Which is which is I think about the same as what we did last time, which was about yeah. a month. November 1st, you said you were breaking up. Yeah, she said November 1st. Okay. <clears throat> Any further questions? All right, roll call, please. Roll call. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Council Member Medley? Yes. And Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next, we have up, uh, I'm trying to learn how to do this mini code. Enter. It's page 167 of your packet. 
Um, I'm flipping back and forth to the agenda. And so that's what makes it, I'm staying all online, no paper. All so, right. Um, next, we have the DDA and special projects manager duties. Well, mayor and council members, if you recall, um, Chris had the unmitigated gall to pursue his life dreams and ambitions and become basically a history teacher and professional. So we wish him well, and he sorely missed. Uh, but in regards to uh, assuming the responsibilities for many of the duties that he held, we are currently redistributing with existing staff as well as um, have entering into a conversation with the city of Southfield for some of the enrichment programs. So this is the first component part of that, and that would be expanding the role of Corey Dahl, who is the DDA manager and special projects um, manager. Currently, um, we have a cost share agreement with the DDA in regards to her position. The DDA is assuming 90% the city 10% so that we're having a transfer of the funds because they also um, supported the recreation position as well. So they'll have a shifting of funds within their budget and we're asking for council to do similarly and that transfer would amount to about $4,000 relative to this position. Thank you. So I'll make a motion to approve the extended role for the DDA and special projects manager and cost share agreement with the uh, DDA. I'll second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion regarding this? No comments. All right. Roll call, please. Roll call, Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Council Member Medley. Yes. Council Member Siddiqui. Yes. And Council Member Ferguson. No. Motion carried. Uh, City Administrator report. Thank you. I, it's it still hasn't slowed down around here, so we're we're plugging along. We're very excited that we received the announcement from Senator Moss and Representative Bolden that we received a special appropriation for the stormwater. Um, program in the amount of $300,000. That was an item that was on our capital improvement plan. So um, that would allow us to go forward with the televising of the, the stormwater system, which was a project that did not have clearly identified funding for something we needed to do. So that makes it possible for us to move forward with that. So we thank them tremendously for making those funds available to us. And also I want to mention that uh, representative um, Bolden is planning to um, come. She comes quarterly, so I think she's coming to our November meeting so that you can thank her in person at that meeting. Also, um, we had a meeting today with um, representatives from MDOT as we're closing out the bikeway finding project. They did identify a few of the road markings that have deteriorated due to the uh, traffic, especially the truck traffic. So those will be um, addressed. Also, I wanted to let you know that the lead and copper program, we're going to, we're entering into the second round of the remediation, and that's through our contract with Sakura, Sakwa um, for using the using Angelo Brothers for the replacement of those um, water service lines. We have approximately, I think it's 11 properties and maybe 10 properties. We have to check on all of them, but at least 
10 to 11 properties and that work will be done October 19th through the 21st. So that'll be the second round of those remediations for the lead and copper replacements. Carol? Yes. So, so, so that really hasn't changed much since the, be since the beginning of the spring. Those, is, that's the, still the same ones that we've we identified up front? No, those are done. Okay. The first round are done. So these are new, these are new no, identifications. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think the, one, the, is the, a, one is a carry on over, they came on late. So they decided to roll it over to the next round, but essentially, yes. Yeah, well, the, num the number was the same, which is why I was confused. Right. So, no, yeah, okay, thanks. Entirely new addresses. Yeah. So we're scheduling those now. So any residents who might be watching and they receive the letter, this is what is in regards to, and now we just need to get them scheduled so we can move forward with those replacements. Um, had a meeting today with the Oakland County Water Resources Commissioners staff in regards to the Evergreen Farmington Sanitary District. They did receive the sign off. So the um, that sanitary district is now established relative to the um, ongoing correction action plans for the region, I guess you would call it. And that includes the um, the updates to our our um, our tank. So we'll be looking forward to moving forward with that project as well in the near future. They did note that we did have um, two wet weather events, one last week and one September 22nd. So we're having a still unusually high amount of uh, wet weather, which is classified as having five inches of rain or more. So we're still exceptionally wet. And I know that Pam in particular is very glad not to have those alarms going off with her at three in the morning. <laughs> so we're still partnering with um, Oakland County in regards to the monitoring of the system, as well as those upgrades. And in regards to the election, uh, we do have an election specialist working with us, Angie, and she's in the office on um, part-time and things are going smoothly. And uh, we're just taking care of business. The um, applications have gone out and the ballots have gone out and they're starting to roll back in. So thank you for everyone for participating in the process. That's it? Yep. All right. City Attorney. Nothing for me tonight. Okay. Um, reports of boards, commissions, and committees. I am assuming because the election commission minutes are here that is someone going to talk to um, the election commission or, or if you want to. Any boards, commissions, and committees? Any reports? I just included that the election commission is going to have their regular meeting in which they appoint um, some of the staff that supports um, that process. Um, you don't need to appoint anyone to serve on it this time, which we usually do at this meeting. But since we had the minutes and since there was a lot of interest in regards to what was happening, I just included those in your agenda packet as well. And Cheryl, the, the minutes, um, there's an error there because there's um, fall of 20, it was September 20th. Or September twenty eighth on in in uh, twenty twenty that was included and it actually should have been I think September third and September eighth of twenty twenty one that should be included. Um, Yvette, correct me, but this is are these actually the minutes from twenty twenty? They are. They're actually the minutes from twenty twenty. Um, Councilmember Mentley that we did yet last year. Normally we have the election commission meetings once a year or once before each election. But this time we've already had two 
So, so uh, should we meeting. also, since there were two mm -hmm. in September 3rd and September 8th, should we include both of those as well as the September 28th of 20? We can. Um, I know that the 23rd was approved on September 3rd and September 3rd meetings, meeting minutes were approved on the 8th at okay. that meeting, but we can always include them, sure, yes. Have we not approved this the September 28th of 2020 minutes previously? Nope, no. Okay, so we, no. all right. So yeah, they were, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, that helps. Yeah. I know that's confusing, I'm sorry. No, I, I just needed to learn, thank you. No, no, you're welcome, thank you. Yeah, nothing, nothing from the Planning Commission um our, our meeting was canceled the other day and then uh, as far as the infrastructure committee goes um I, I will be pulling together a meeting probably in the next month or so um just to review the projects from this past summer and look at how costs came in and so forth and then uh, we'll probably start the initial discussions on uh, the 2023 uh, road selection process at least just kicking that off to, to some extent so um I will have more information when when that when we start pulling that together. So, thank you. Anyone else? Um, any unfinished or new business? Uh, um, is it for council or just in general? It's not unfinished and new business. I would assume. Uh, yeah, just unfinished business. Uh, this is um, directed to Scott Baker. So at the last meeting, we talked about, we were discussing um, the uh, marijuana businesses and uh, the security aspect of it and, and scoring. And I believe I forwarded some information to you. I'm not sure if you were able to review it. And what's your opinion on the, the scoring regarding, not scoring, but the, the security aspect of, of those businesses? Yeah, I did. I did take a look at that um, <clears throat> information that you forwarded. So first off, our our standards are not the just the bare minimum that the that was referenced in there. We, our our standards are higher than what is required. Um, so, but yeah, it is something that I think that will that Jill, Susie, and Cheryl and I will talk about when we when we do meet again for the scoring to update that potentially including it back in there. Okay, can you share with the rest of the council people? I didn't, I didn't put that in my statement, but I was hoping that they would be able to see that as well. Be able to see the the email I sent to you and your response or the review afterwards. Oh well, and basically the email said that we should you know, include scoring, and just to summarize, <clears throat> include the scoring or include the security plan as part of the scoring because. The, the minimums in the state standard, uh, the state ordinance do not, uh, in the opinion of the author, do not adequately protect the protect the community or ensure that the, the security systems are going to be operated properly or uh, they're going to be functioning properly so that we should we should encourage a higher standard um, by by scoring their security plans. In essence, what what the author of that um, email had indicated, like I said, it, our ordinance 
does not um, is it doesn't just adopt the state minimum. So we do have higher standards uh, built into our ordinance as far as the security plan goes. But as I stated, it's not we haven't ruled out a county in, in the scoring. And obviously, if an applicant um, goes above and beyond in, in the <clears throat> security plan aspect, that's something that um, potentially they could be rewarded for. Appreciate that. I was on mute. Appreciate it. Um, the other question I have, this is for Bruce. So we are still going through the fire hydrant replacement and along Lather Boulevard, there's been obviously some excavation to put in the new piping. Um, we're pretty much running out of uh, warm weather in the next couple of months. Is there any plan to actually repave that section of road? Because it's just layered over with dirt. Well, the you, you, I think you're what you're referring to is the uh, water main replacements on Wiltshire and San Rosa. Is that right, Cheryl? Yeah, it's Wiltshire Boulevard right yeah. at uh, Lathrop Boulevard. And yeah. then also, uh, I think that's a villa and Lathrop Boulevard, just two blocks down. Was it yeah, the villa the, the, or San Rosa? San yeah, Rosa. San Rosa, right. San Rosa, right. sorry. Yeah. Um, so we, we had hoped that, uh, we, we talked about this in the spring, we had hoped that we would be able to um, be able to repave their roads in the fall after the, the water mains were done, but just in the, the sequence of events and the way that it occurred, um, we, we were not able to, uh, you know, the paving, the paving, uh, ASI is pretty much out of here. They got their stuff done quicker than we expected. And, and, uh, uh, so, you know, they couldn't just hang around and keep all their equipment mobilized without billing us for it. So they are uh, gone and, uh, we will, we'll do it in the spring or, or, or part of next summer's road road. Um, hopefully again, same thing with, uh, Golden Gate next year. So Golden Gate is scheduled to get a, a new water main in 2022 um, and again our hope is is that uh you know we'll be able to uh pave their road in 2022 um because obviously it'll need to be repaved after the water main as well um although there's no guarantee that'll happen it might happen as part of the 2023 program it just depends on the sequence of events and how quickly or, or slowly uh the contract contractor moves since we usually do the water mains at, um you know, projects. The the Sunday is is doing a lot of our projects, so they only have right. so many resources. Is what I'm trying to say. So right. So I bring it up because the biggest concern I have is uh, when winter is among is is you know upon us, not among us, but upon us. Uh, oh. The the uh, that area because you we have to um, plow that area, and there are divots there right now. So my concern is it's going to probably degradate the the asphalt and so maybe we should talk to scott wrangler to find out if that's going to be an issue because you know you can't really pick up the plow and move over that that's right you know they're just going to plow and, and be efficient cheryl susie do you do you remember i know we had some discussion of um i don't remember where we landed but we did have some discussion of of at, you know putting a little bit of an asphalt cover over the over that spot where the um where the water main was replaced as a temporary patch until it does get repaved did where, do you remember where we landed on that i do Ready? not i know scott's out of town but i can ask him when he gets back or i can reach out to andy um and, and find out about that i know i i did meet with both of them last week and scott did say he would like to have um 
have Buster do both the water main on Golden Gate in the spring and then immediately pave it out. So um, he was, I think he was planning to talk to the infrastructure committee about that recommendation, but. Yeah, yeah I, I remember, I remember in, in our in our infrastructure meeting meetings, we talked about, um, you know, trying when we initially talked about trying to pave uh, Wiltshire and San Rosa um, this summer, you know, the, the part of the idea of doing that was so that we didn't have to lay some asphalt down and then have to, you know, pull it up. So it was, you know, it was an extra expense. So I think that's why we were really hoping to hustle and be able to, you know, get it paved this, this year, but that didn't happen. So I don't know what Scott's plans are. So Susie, if you could follow up with us in terms of, uh, you know, whether the plan is to put any asphalt down there or not, or whether or not the plowers are just going to have to be careful, you know, during the, the upcoming winter until we get it paved next next spring, summer. Yeah, because what we're seeing now is based on the rains, we, we have a, de a degrading area. That area has been degraded totally Yeah, and it's washed out. So that's a big concern leading up to yeah. November, December. All right. Yeah, Ian, since you brought up uh, cannabis, I just want to go back to it for 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 one second, because um, in my canvassing there is has been some confusion, um, uh, and I think uh, a little bit of it. You know, I think the, our town, uh, I think combining with what some people are 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 saying, as along with what was in our town, I think some people are are confused about the number of licenses associated with cannabis. Right. I know we even had some confusion when we first started talking about it among council. So for people that are watching, I just, just wanna make sure they understand that the ordinance does not allow for six, provi six provisioning centers. Um, it allows for two. Um, it's a little confusing because, um, you know, we are allowing a single facility to um, sell both recreational, both target both the recreational and uh, medicinal markets. So one facility could potentially have two licenses, but it is still only one brick and mortar building. Um, so we have two brick and mortar buildings. So there are four licenses available, but it's only two physical provisioning centers. And the, the other two licenses are for, for testing facilities. Testing facilities are like medical labs. So there's no customers, um, there, there's no cash going back and forth. They only have trace amounts of, of uh, um, product from the, the growers that they're testing for impurities and, and contaminants and so forth. Um, so it's almost like you probably wouldn't even know they were there kind of thing. Um, so, so there are only two provisioning centers that we're allowing under the ordinance. So just wanted to make that clear for anybody who was, who was confused because I've had several people say, well, why is the city allowing six provisioning centers to open up? Um, you know, we're going to become like eight mile and that's specifically what we did not want to do, uh, which is why we limited it to just two. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Any other new business or unfinished business? Are we uh, discussing the candidate forum at all? I mean, we're, I think we're trying to finalize that somewhere, right? It's not ours to, to finalize. Um, was sent to us that uh, we were asked to have a candidate forum here on okay. Saturday. I don't know if that's considered unfinished or new business. It's up to you all when you would like to discuss that. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> well, don't we have public comment before the council? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm asking. That was my question. So my question was, would that be considered unfinished business, new business, or new business? So it is considered new business to you. So then go ahead and discuss it. 
Okay. Well, uh, apparently there's going to be a candidate forum on the 2nd, which is this Saturday uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. in uh, the park. Um, why is everyone shaking their head? 3 p.m. <laughs> 3 p.m. Well, I saw yeah. the, well, the application I signed said 6 to 9, so you might want to double check that. What application? There's uh, there's uh, the, the application that I signed to activate the oh, okay okay i got what yeah. you're saying yeah so, so there's uh, a there's a form that you have to fill out i was the one that actually filled that out so that time may need to be adjusted so uh, we might want to look at that uh, so it's from three to three to what i think three to four three to five okay all right um are we um putting that up on the website that would have to go to um, Cheryl. Okay. Cheryl. Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> yes, we can um, assist with publicizing that through our usual um, media, the website, e-newsletter, and the um, Facebook, if you'd like. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, that should work. All right. Okay, anything else with that? Uh, no, I had one more, but can't find it. So if I find it, I'll let you know. Okay, so now moving from new business, we'll do um, public comment. If there's anybody in the audience that would like to speak about anything, you have two minutes or is it three minutes, two minutes for the second one, three minutes for the first one, um, if there's anything that you would like to discuss. Anyone like to make a public comment? No hands are raised. I just remembered. Thank you. Anyone that would like to make a, a public comment? Anyone, anyone, anyone. Okay. The next one is the mayor and council comments. Um, yeah, that can't remember. So go ahead, Ian. I uh, just wanted to remind everyone that uh, we're going to be uh, doing the bike and barbecue on October 9th, Saturday. And that will consist of uh, Corey, Corey is organizing that will consist of those who are interested in riding Lathrop Village need to meet at the park in the morning uh, around 11 o'clock and we are going to take a tour of uh, Lathrop and the wonderful roads that we have so it's called bike and barbecue and at the end of that there will be barbecue so if you are signed up uh, by way of either Survey Monkey or something else, I think she's <laughs> there. You go, Event Bright. Uh, please sign up and uh, just ensure that uh, you pay your five bucks and your name is on the list, and we we go from there. And just to clarify, it's five dollars if you want barbecue. If you would like to ride and join us for picnic lunch, but bring your own lunch, you are more than welcome to do that as well. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you for the clarification. No. Um, so the, what I wanted to bring up was the whole thing about um, speeding through the city. And um, I've even come to the point that we really have to do something different. I am 
um, in the mindset of if there's something that is about to be done or we're in the process of doing something, let it be played out. Um, and I know that currently that uh, Chief McKee is working on making some signs um, or putting some stop signs up. Um, the one thing I wanted to bring up is that at, and you just might, because I see that the Chief is still, he's still on here, I think, isn't he? Are you there? Yeah, he's, he's signed on. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm here. I, I oh. missed what we were talking about. I'm talking about the speeding um, because on Santa Barbara. Between... Audio. <laughs> sorry, I lost my audio. No, you didn't. <laughs> Not in time. <laughs> sorry, Mayor. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> I was talking about um, the speeding on the main thoroughfares you know, going um, in and out the city, because I can tell you um, between 6.30 and 7 a.m., I don't even have to get up. I can hear it. It is that fast going down Santa Barbara. I mean, super fast. And I know that I've talked to Mayor Pro Tim um, Cantor about um, the- uh, Speed bumps. Speed bumps. Speed, oh, speed bumps. Yeah, but I am to the point of really, it's really rather scary over here, especially. And um, because there's no stop sign between Santa Barbara and Wilshire all the way to Bloomfield and Roseland. Yeah. And so, you know, just saying that. So I was bringing up the fact about the speed bumps again that were Santa Barbara, Bloomfield, and Lathrop. And I think Rainbow is the other one that I almost got hit on. But <laughs> Rainbow Drive, um, the cut through from um, 11 Mile to Southfield. So there were lots of stop signs. There were there were two stop signs. They just nobody paid attention. And the problem with the Rainbow and um, Meadowbrook intersection is there's no good place for one of our officers to sit and not be seen. So their physical presence is a huge deterrent. But but it's easy to see long before you get to the intersection if they're there or not. And people just blow the stop sign like easily 30 to 50 miles an hour. They just they're just going through like nobody. And it's really bad. Kelly, write what you said, the seven to eight in the morning. And then um, usually from about 4.30, 4.45, all the way up till about six o'clock because people want to cut through and avoid either having to hit Southfield when they're coming off 696 or they're trying to avoid the Southfield, you know, intersection and they're cutting through the other way. It's horrible. And I mean, y'all know, you heard me long and hard talk about speed bumps. And I know people don't like them, but they're, they're inexpensive, cost-effective solutions that, you know, people are like, oh, the damage it can do to a car. I'm like, let somebody bottom their car out on Rainbow once, and I bet they're not going to speed. And the thing that, that I'm constantly amazed about is it's not people who don't live in Lathrop Village. Right. So there are cars, like I, I knocked on someone's door because I watched him speed through the intersection in his pickup truck. And I knocked on his door and I said, hey, quit running the stop sign. You know, we're, we're really not particularly close since then, but um, <laughs> it's not people from other areas. It's our own residents who are doing it as well. Right. Yes. And, that's, and that's why, you know, we asked, you know, uh, the chief to do what he can to, you know, um, 
try to ensure that the, the officers are not giving warnings to residents. You know, a lot of times what we've heard is that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll give, because the residents, they'll give warnings, but it's the residents who, who are typically the problem. And I know, I know right. Scott was, was trying to do something about that, but and, Scott and, and I had a, a lot of kids who live right around that area and oh, yeah. there's two basketball hoops and, a, and an above ground pool and their kids moving. There's two, a kid who lives two doors down. They were all moving around constantly on bicycles and stuff as kids should do in neighborhoods. Yeah. which is the reason, you know, people choose Lathrop Village and people are just blowing the stop signs like nobody's business. Yeah. And I've, I've gotten an earful of that while out canvassing the last last two weeks. And I actually talked to uh, Chief McKee this morning about it um, a little bit. And I guess, uh, Scott, maybe you can kind of uh, illuminate kind of some of the stuff you were telling me um, this morning. Yeah, I mean, we there's two officers on duty um, per shift maximum. At times, there's only one. So we take all of the complaints, all the traffic complaints, and I get a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails. Um, we try to post post those uh, those hot spots for the officers. Um, we move around the the speed signs, and again, they, these guys try to hit these you know these hot spots as they can with. Um, you know, between answering runs and, and doing regular regular patrol and then, you know, uh, doing the, the normal things that we do with, um, you know, uh, shuttling scout cars around for, for maintenance and, and, you know, there's just a gamut of things. So um, we try to do as much as we can with um, traffic enforcement. I will tell you, like I told uh, Councilman Canner, it, this has been a, a hot topic since I've been here for 25 years. It just, it just doesn't, it doesn't stop. And I don't know if for, for some reason this year, it just seems like um, the traffic complaints are, are just at an all time high. And we, I'll tell you, I mean, you get the, you get the logs of what we're doing and the, you know, the traffic speeds. And when you, when you actually look at the traffic speeds, they're really not that much of an issue. I mean, I think a lot of people see people um, driving in a car and their perception is they're speeding and, and truly it's not. I mean, you can go back and look at all the traffic logs that we send you. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are speeders, but it's more on a random basis. Um, it's not, it's not all the time. It, it, if you actually look at it, a majority of all the speeds we're capturing are well under the speed limit. So um, and, and Chief I, I, McGee, I, I, I will say as the person who has called and, and talked to you a lot about, about Rainbow Drive, I think that's really accurate when your officers are there. So, cause, cause people are slowing down as they're seeing your officers, because I sat in my front living room window and I watched it repeatedly. And I think the other reason you're seeing an increase in complaints is people like me worked from home. And so I watched it day in. Great and day point, out. by the way. What? Yeah, he's a great point. But the, Don, the, the one thing, though, just um, when, when Scott is, and I agree, but one of the things that Scott was talking about, the logs, those are the logs from the, the radar speed sign when their officers are not present. That's the data that he's referring to. Yeah, but people are slowing down for those. Right, it's still well. a deterrent. It's yeah, a well, it's still definitely a deterrent because that was, that was one of the things I was going to you know, yeah. suggest. I mean, I, obviously, you know, I don't, I mean, while we'd love to have additional officers, I don't think that's an expense that we can afford. But one thing that we might do, and I know they're expensive, but maybe we could look into or try to find some money to 
you know, purchase another one or two of those speed signs because they, they, they do work as a deterrent. But, but why don't we just put temporary speed bumps down that we can move? I mean, those are deterrents too. And they're, I think they're cheaper. And I think in many ways more effective than a sign. If you put a radar gun that takes somebody's picture on the other side of that sign, I think that's a real deterrent, Yeah. you know, but, but again, you know, if it's about snow plows and, and speed bumps, other communities are able to, to manage that. Yeah. I, I I'll, I'll talk to Scott Wrangler uh, again. I, I know we talked, um, briefly in our committee meetings about um, some of the movable uh, non-permanent speed bumps, which, which I, I don't remember what his issue was with them, but um, you know, he, he, he advises, uh, and I, I've experienced this myself strongly against the, you know, the permanent ones, one, because, you know, they're, they're kind of expensive Two, um, they tend to break the plow blade, but, but the, the, the biggest reason is, um, you know, uh, everyone thinks they're great unless there's one in front of your house because they're loud. You know, they're, you hear every time the car goes by, you hear the bump bump. If you've got older vehicles with, with, you know, suspensions that, that aren't, aren't the greatest, you'll hear the, er, er, you know, when your trucks go over it, it sounds like, uh, you know, something's exploding and, and so forth. So, um, I but, think but I think that, uh, and, and I'm not saying the gaining that, I think that's minor of those noises compared to someone losing their life, getting hit, a dog getting hit. Um, because I wake up to the speeding because I can hear the speeding. So the little, the squeaks on a, um, on from a, uh, a bumper block probably wouldn't bother me. And the reason why I was bringing this back up again, because um, just this weekend and this past week, it seems like I've been in neighborhoods now where there are a lot of neighborhoods that are now putting down um, bumper of uh, speed bumps because it is that ridiculous. I'm afraid for people on Lathrop Boulevard. I couldn't even imagine what a uh, straightaway is. And then the complaints that I'm seeing, and I, well, I see, but also saw the uh, results of when someone uh, was speeding down Lathrop. I think that the, the noise part is minor. And I really think that I'm agreeing with Dawn at this point where it needs to be looked into, at least for the temporary, because the deterrence, yeah. yes, we cannot have police at every intersection. That's not, I don't think that that's even, you know, realistic to be able to do that um, or have the uh, camera of what Dawn was saying and the uh, the speed showing you how fast you're going. But I bet you going over a speed bump will slow you down. Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk to, um, Scott's on vacation this week, Ringler. Um, so I probably won't hear back from him by the, by our next, study session uh, on Monday, but um, for the next, for the next meeting, I'll, I'll try to have something, uh, you know, see, see what his issue was with the temporary ones. Okay. And, then and we could definitely take a look at that and um, perhaps even looking at the distinction between a speed bump and a speed hump. Right. Um, but I do want to also remind you that with each of these humps in the road, there are two signs associated with it on each side of those structures so in someone's yard there will be is it signs. is it easier or is it I, I don't know the difference and and I mean I think if we're looking you know we had an expert or somebody who'd done research come and talk to us about the deer and coyote problem I mean is there a, a road engineer who could talk to us about the benefits or the deterrence with a speed table 
you know, how they, the, the longer speed table versus a speed bump versus a removable. So, you know, we wouldn't be speculating just on nose or, or noise or damage to cars, but maybe we'd actually have some informed um, folks who could tell us more about, you know, why communities choose which option. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, we, we were taking our information from our city engineer, um, you know, who deals with this stuff. Um, I mean, you know, it's in his best interest for us to install them and he recommended against them, but I will, I yeah, will I'll talk reach to, out to our road commission because we, um, our former yeah. Oakland County commissioner is now on the road commission and it's kind of funny. She just texted me and I'll ask her, uh, does she know of uh, someone that can fit that bill? on of what you were speaking about. Yeah, and I'll, I'll ask I'll ask Scott the same question. If I may add, I don't know. Um, I know we've been, I know Chief has talked to uh, he, uh, someone at TIA. There are traffic, I don't know what TIA stands for, but that's the name of the consulting uh, firm. Um, Association. There you go, thank you. Um, they might be able to um, provide that kind of analysis for us. For us. I know that they're, they're the ones that typically look at um, like the crossings at Southfield Road. And, you know, can we, we had that discussion a while back of maybe closing one of those um, crossovers on, on, uh, I almost said 59, on, on 696. 696. So, <laughs> so maybe, um, so maybe TIA might be able to offer some insight on that. And, and yeah, I can give, I can give them a call. That's not a problem. And, and Scott, uh, Chief Scott, um, so at the at the officer lunch uh, last week, um, when they were doing the presentations, they were they were talking about uh, um, why the, uh, that the officers don't like having and the public safety don't like having the speed bumps. What, what, what's what's the what exactly is the the concern there from the police perspective? Uh, I I can't answer that to be honest with you. I'm not sure what they're. Uh... What their thought process is we we haven't had that discussion i mean um everything that we've feedback that we've gotten was actually from scott ringler and about the um the degradation of the roads with people going over and you know bottoming out and and uh, the lifespan of the roads uh, again I'm, I, i'd have to defer and, and ask them what uh, what their thought process is i'm not I'm not sure to be honest with you okay yeah, another one. i think that was um based if there was uh the need for response elsewhere in the city and they need to in in case like the police the fire department needed to haul butt to get somewhere true i mean yeah the speed was. of uh, right the speed of our reaction if we really needed to get somewhere um you know it's definitely going to slow us down or we're going to be doing damage to the scout cars going over them at a high rate of speed that's correct that's what i was going to say the wear and tear on our vehicles I would, I would say the number of times that I've watched an ambulance, fire truck, or police officer go down rainbow um, at a high rate of speed would be none. Um, the number of times that I've seen people blow through those stop signs at very high rates of speed would probably be five or six times a day. So I think that, you know, there may be a trade-off there. Agreed. Okay, well, we can beat that to the ground. I sent the text to find out if we can find someone from the road commission for um, the, if they might have some type of report on that. 
Um, the chief is going to, uh, she's going to check tomorrow about that. The chief is going to reach out to TSIA. T-I-A. Okay. T-I-A. Yeah, and then um, Bruce, you'll uh, reach out to Scott Wrangler to get this, and then we can put this all, you know, come back and really have a true discussion that's not just with, you know, this is what I kind of heard. We can have some actual data behind it. Sound like a plan? Sounds Great. like a plan. Um, anyone else have anything for the good of the council, good of the city? Yeah, I've got a few things. Um, so, uh, the last couple Mondays, I've been out and about uh, all day long on the on the roads, um, and um, the what I'm seeing is the same issue that that uh, with 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 Tringali um, that that Southfield had with their trash vendor that was quite controversial, and they almost got rid of their trash vendor, and that's the because of it. Uh, that's the namely the um, the. Uh, vehicles you know either doing a zigzag pattern or going straight down the middle of the road and blocking the the, the traffic on the road instead of staying to one side so that they can you know get the get the trash i mean for example today twice um i had to wait the entire length of a, a city block for them to do the entire um block of trash on both sides before i could get by and then a third time i actually just pulled in someone's driveway backed out and went the other way and went around um, they're not supposed to be doing that as far as I know from our contract. They're supposed to be going on one side and not uh, blocking traffic. And, and they made absolutely no effort whatsoever, you know, when I was there, you know, when they knew that there were uh, resident, resident or residents waiting because it's something, one instance, there was a car or two behind me um, to get out of the way. So uh, I think that's an issue. Um, and uh, I'm hoping we can talk to Tringali about that, Cheryl. Um, and, and is it in our contract that they're not supposed to be doing that? I don't recall seeing that specific language, but I can ask. Um, I did mention to them um, your previous recommendation in regards to um, having all of the items pulled to one side of the street. They thought that would be a bit problematic in our community because not everybody wants someone else's containers in front of the yards. and. You know what happens if a third of the people don't do it so you're still stuck with having to go on both sides um i also do want to mention that Trangali, as i understand it is not going to be doing the um, branch chipping i haven't heard of a date certain when that's going to go to a different contractor but sakura um, is going to be contracted with another um, agent as i understand it in regards to the friday service for the chipping of the branches which i also understand is going to shift over to monday so as soon as we get that um, finalized information, we'll be sending out the educational components to residents in regards to that as well. Okay, well, can you maybe at our next study session, let us know what Tregali had to say if, if they respond quick enough to uh, uh, to that, because that's, that's a problem. Um, another question that I have, um, uh, so one in the, the, the road recommendation that we made with the proposal back in 2020 that we, we approved as council, one of the things that we said that we would do um, because we weren't, um, you know, because that, that uh, proposal only covered seven miles of road and we've got 26 miles of road and associated ditches is that we would go after the low hanging fruit via code enforcement with respect to the ditches. Um, I'm getting an earful uh about you know non-flowing ditches and i i can't, can't even begin to tell you how many homeowners i in the last 
two weeks, I've walked their ditch line with them and have seen some, some very low hanging fruit, like a tree root, um, a culvert that's blocked, um, a culvert that's, that's heaved upwards. And so it prevents the water from flowing. And these are all things that we should be able to uh, take care of via code enforcement. I know it's not a perfect solution like reconditioning the ditches, but one of the things that we uh, again did have in the recommendation was that we would use code enforcement to uh, identify this this low hanging fruit for those those streets that weren't included in the seven miles of, of paving. So I was wondering if we could uh, maybe have uh, Ronnie work with uh, Scott or Andy to get kind of up to speed and trained on what can and can't be done easily, and and maybe you know as he's driving around, um, you know, looking for other things, which I know he does a lot because I bumped into him a lot in the last two weeks. Um, but, uh, you know, he could be looking for that too. And, you know, especially on rainy days, you know, he can, that, that's the best time to look, you know, when the ditches are backed up and you can look going, you can easily see that, oh, it's a root blocking it or, oh, the, you know, the, the culvert is heaved and it's not functioning. So wondering if we could, we could uh, task Ronnie to do that like we had, had uh, approved in the, uh, the proposal. Okay. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to point out, which is actually good news, really good news. Um, you know, I know when we were working on the road proposals, um, you know, we had a concern about, you know, obviously to do that, we had to raise taxes and we were, you know, concerned in terms of what that would do to, you know, home sales and so forth and Lathrop. And in fact, the, the people who were against the, um, uh, the proposals, you know, kind of used that, uh, you know, as, as a tactic as well to, uh, you know, as, as part of their argument against them. And the one thing that I found, um, you know, what, when I've been canvassing, um, you know, every resident that said they just moved here uh, or they moved here recently, um, I've always asked them the question, you know, uh, so um, just out of curiosity, you know, when you were looking for a home, how much did the, the high taxes of, of Lather Village um, influence your decision? And to a T, I'm now at 21 people. And the answer to that question has always been no. And then the follow-up has always been um, that, you know, they, they get so much more home in, in Lathrop than they do in, in Birmingham or Beverly Hills and, and so forth, um, that, that the taxes just, it was, the, the trade-off was a no-brainer. So that, I think, is really good news because I know we had, had some concerns about what the increase to our already high taxes um, uh, would would be doing so uh, this, that was good and then the other thing that that I heard from a lot of people and, and I've talked to a couple of uh, uh, realtors as well is you know that the homes not, not not only are we not having a problem with uh, residents wanting to move in here but the homes are selling in in you know they're averaging like a day to two days if, if even that so um, talked to one resident who tried five times to get into Lathrop and all five times you know he, he responded within a day and a half and and uh uh, the house was gone, uh, but he did get into Lathrop, so that was good. Um, he's renovating a house, and so uh, um, so I think all that's good, good, good news. I mean, we're getting new roads, and and it's not having, you know, the detrimental effect to our uh, being able to sell homes in Lathrop Village. So I think that's a good thing. I agree with that totally. Yeah. Is there anything else? Anyone else? Hearing none, I'll take a motion for adjournment. I'll make that motion. Second. Thank you. It's moved and second. You all have a great night. Thank you. Thanks. Take care, everyone.